Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shot Callers, a storied rivals podcast where we sit down with high school football coaches. And today we're in the Muskingum Valley League. And this show is very special to me today because we're with the Meadowbrook Colts. That's where I graduated from in 2018. And we're with head coach Steve Norman. Um, Steve, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, how are you? How's your summer going? Oh, I'm great. Uh, I really appreciate you having us on. Uh, you know, summer is what it is. Uh, you know, football coaches know that uh, summer breaks aren't, I mean, it's kind of like a figment of everyone's imagination. I'm not sure they're real. I hear people talk about them. Uh, <laughs> sure. But, you know, the breaks for us uh, are pretty limited, but uh, summer's been, it's been good. So, so how is construction going kind of at the field with like, cause you're putting in a new turf and everything like that. Have you been, I, I'm sure as like, do you know when that's going to be finished? Like what's practice been like, like what's the off season been like kind of trying to work around that? Yeah, that's uh so that's a million dollar question as far as uh, when it'll actually be done. Now we, you know, they had some, a uh, few bumps in the road as far as, you know, what they found when they got under the old turf, um, you know, but as, the last I've heard, uh, looks like we're on schedule. Uh, we'll be on there before, uh, our first home scrimmage, which, uh, this year, our first scrimmage is, uh, at Sandy Valley, but then we have uh, Philo on Thursday night at home. So, uh, by all accounts, it, it's ready to go. Uh, as far as the, uh, construction part though, uh, that's been crazy. You know, we have like no parking lots. Uh, we're parking <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the middle school. We got to walk, you know, good ways just to get into the weight room and then we got to backtrack and then we have to walk you know the walk to get to uh to the uh, practice field which now i understand why all the uh, opposing teams when they come to us and they're in the, in our middle school gym now i get their complaint about the, yeah. walk to the field so we've experienced that every day so uh you know to those uh, opposing coaches who don't necessarily like that walk trust me i am uh, i'm in agreement with you but uh but no, everything, it's exciting. You know, obviously uh, you get uh, new upgrades and some new facilities and, um, you know, the student health center has been uh, started as well. So, sure. uh, yeah, things are certainly looking up. Uh, much appreciative of all the work that our admin and uh, community have done to, to make this happen. So, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the field looks like once once we open up week one, for sure. Yeah, um, I definitely want to get into kind of your story, though, because I mean, this is only your third year as the head coach at Meadowbrook, but you've been right. around the program now for for 25 years. So right. like yeah. and every every team, every program, they, they go through their ups and downs as time right. goes by, as the years go by. But you've been through the ups and downs with Meadowbrook you, you, like you've been like the remaining constant over the last 25 years. So, uh, um, yeah. so I, I kind of want to know like what keeps you coming back year after year? Like where does that passion come from for football and for this Meadowbrook program? Um, well, it's, I have been here for a long time and I, and I've, I've, I've done, you know, I've coached football at all levels, uh, you know, from the minis to uh, junior high to, you know, high school and, and, and I've done all that. Um, you know, but I, you know, I, I love the area that I'm from. I am super proud to be, uh, you know, a cult, um, super appreciative of all the people that have, uh, you know, the old saying, it takes a village, uh, you know, to, uh, to raise a child. And, and I'm certainly a product of that. Um, but, you know, going back, you know, to the part about the football, um, when I was younger, uh, you know, when my, when my best friend growing up, uh, his dad, uh, so Greg Matil, his dad, Steve, was uh, the head coach at Shenandoah. And, you know, so as a, you know, elementary school kid, 
uh, there for a couple of years, we would go and watch, you know, some of the Shenandoah football games because he was the coach and we would be on the sidelines and we would go to their practices and stuff. And it just, it really started there uh, watching like as a 10 year old kid and you're in the locker room and you see, you know, these big varsity football players and uh, it certainly had a tremendous impact on, you know, like, wow, you know, the locker room is probably the single greatest place. Don't not, I don't want to say, maybe I should, as far as outside of family, right? Cause you know, sure, sure. But as far as sports are concerned, the locker room uh, is, is one of the greatest places. And I had great experience growing up. And then, uh, you know, when, when he was no longer at Shenandoah and then it was like, Hey, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm at Meadowbrook, my, my uh, family or, you know, my friends and their older brothers were playing football at the time. And it was, uh, so it's been a love affair with football from, from the time I was little. Um, but I had, you know, outside of, you know, coach Motil, um, you know, when I got to high school, it was coach Casper, uh, who, you know, just, uh, not, not just a great football coach, but, uh, you, you know, just a tremendous human being, uh, who really, uh, it was more X's and O's. It was more, uh, more about the person, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I tried to carry that with me, uh, with me as, uh, you know, as I became a coach, um, and I, I, you know, I tell people really, if I wasn't coaching football, I think it'd be really selfish on my part because I've had so many good mentors and so many good people to look up to. Uh, and, you know, they showed me how to do it. And, uh, you know, I just hope that I'm trying to follow in those footsteps. Uh, and again, you know, the wins and loss, like when I, I saw a few kids there uh, a couple months ago who had played several years ago and like, we didn't like the conversations weren't, Hey, we won this many games or this many games. It was about like the memories of the practice or, uh, you know, things that happen, you know, amongst the teammates and, uh, you know, those things you, they just stick with you. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just hope I can bring a, a, an experience like that to our kids. And, uh, you know, so when they come back, you know, that one, they're proud to have played for Meadowbrook football. I think that's important. Um, and, uh, you know, two, that they have, you know, a relationship with me that's, uh, that's more than just a, you know, what do I do on this play? It's more about, you know, the, the man that they become and, uh, you know, hopefully they become, you know, you know, heads of their families and things like that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of great experiences, um, you know, from, from the time I was little and again, uh, just the, the love affair with football and all things it brings the ups, the downs, the, you know, the hard work that it takes to be successful and the hard work that it takes. And sometimes you're not successful. So, um, you know, just the game itself and everything around it is, uh, it's addicting really. Yeah. So, so we've had, uh, you know, a handful of coaches over the time that you've been with Meadowbrook over the, the 25 yeah. years, you've been an assistant through all of it, but was there, were there ever times where you got offers to be a head coach, you know, at uh, maybe other schools that are in our area or, or beyond that? Um, I kind of talk about that, I guess, because you've like, what kept, if there, if there were offers that you had, what kept you here? And declining those other offers to to be a head coach somewhere else. Well, I to be to be quite honest, so um, I, I've never pursued anything outside of Meadowbrook. So when I you know as I was coaching football, now the only you know I do have a you know and people who know me, I do have a, a passion for the game of baseball as well. Just again, some of the uh, the lessons that baseball. T I mean, it's a fairly negative game most of the time, right? Most of the things that happen are bad. All that. You know, 300 hitters getting out seven times out of 10, but you still got to keep going. So uh, there for a while, I, I was the head varsity baseball coach here. 
Um, but but outside of that, um, yeah, I've, I've never I've never explored going anywhere else. Uh, now I do I do thoroughly enjoy uh, going and and looking at other teams and talking to other coaches and see you know, how they do things and and uh, maybe the uh, the structure in which they uh, they put in place. I uh, you know this off season I spent a little bit of time with. Uh, uh, Coach Culver and Coach Bindle up at uh, Sheridan. Uh, they were gracious enough to take uh, myself and uh, Coach Dalton and uh, spend some time with us. Uh, and, and a few other coaches. I, I really enjoy that part. But as far as uh, you know, wearing a, a different color, uh, yeah, I like orange. <laughs> orange is orange suits me. I think um, you know, orange and brown and white. And, you know, we sprinkle in some black and gray, but. Uh, yeah, I've never really uh, thought about leaving uh, Meadowbrook. No, I, I love that. But I was just curious, like if you had ever, like if someone had ever approached you and was like, hey, like you've been uh, an assistant here at Meadowbrook <laughs> for so long. Like, how about we give you a shot to kind of be the lead man somewhere else? You know, yeah, I, I think most of the people who know me fairly well enough know that, you know, these uh, these colors don't run at all. I like, sure. you know, solid. So. But uh, but I do have some great relationships with guys at other schools, which I'm truly appreciative of. So, yeah. So, year three as head coach, and the first two years, I guess, have kind of uh, they've been two extremes. So, like your first year, eight and two, couple playoff wins, and then right. last year, one and nine. But you right. did lose like 14 seniors. It was a very young team, and a lot of the kids that played last year hadn't seen the Friday Night Lights before. So it was a very young team, an experienced team. And so right. that led to you know the one and nine season, but um, with like who are some of the returning faces that Colt fans are going to see this year? Like, what does your offense look like? Your defense look like with some of the guys that you have coming back, and you know they have a year under their belt now, and um, and I guess the expectations you know for year three for Colt football. Yeah. So uh, you know to 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 go on something that you said, we. Uh, we had several guys playing last year that didn't see Saturday afternoon daylight before, you know, Friday, you know, before the Friday night lights kicked on. So, yeah, we were younger uh, and, and not necessarily like the whole team's young. You know, we had, uh, a few, you know, several seniors last year, but just that, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, quarterback backfield, you know, some of the receiving air, like just all totally inexperienced. And I think that was, um, I mean, like the first half of last season was super evident, like, you know, we were we were struggling all phases, really. Um, and then the second half of the season, um, you know, like our the offense started to click, you know, a little bit. Uh, some of the young guys, they got, you know, a little more comfortable uh, with the Friday night lights. Um, so we're hoping to, you know, just keep building off of that. So, you know, we, we do return most of our skill guys. Um, and quite honestly, most of them, you know, they're still sophomores and juniors. Uh, you know, so we have a handful of seniors who we're going to lean on uh, this year. Um, you know, Dalen Rivera comes back to us. He had, he was kind of a little dinged up last season as far as, uh, you know, his hamps, his legs and whatnot, but he's, he's good. He saw him in track. He's, he can pick him up and put him down pretty good. Uh, so, uh, you know, he'll be in the backfield. Um, you know, got, uh, you know, Justice Huey who, Play quarterback for us last year. He is, you know, right now we have a we have a pretty pretty good quarterback battle going on. We got two guys who are really competing, uh, which is honestly, as any coach will tell you, when you have competition at a position, you know, they each kind of raise the level of each other's game, which is what we're counting on. Um, you know, Braylon Lowry is is doing everything he can to to win that position as well. So those two are in a pretty good battle, and then we we feel like we have six or seven kids on the edge. Uh, you know. 
my son Nick, who ended up having a pretty decent year, you know, um, statistically, I guess. Uh, but he comes back, and again, he's a junior. Um, you know, Jacob Burris, who had to play as a freshman last year. Um, you know, we got you know, there's a, we got a couple of young kids now, but like Landon Coon, who's going to play, and uh, Carter Watson, who's going to get some time, and Braden Black and Cooper McMahon away. Uh, you know, those guys are looking to get the ball. Um, but you know, we have you know our We've had a couple of good younger groups, and one of those groups who's going to be freshmen. Uh, you know, Bentley Cedor, who's a freshman, is you know he's a he's a pretty pretty uh, skilled young man. You know, as he figures out the pace and uh, the physicality of the game, uh, you know he's going to be somebody to certainly keep an eye on. But uh, yeah, we feel like we have you know we have a lot of guys coming back that have playing experience. Now, granted, that experience was on one and nine, wasn't great, um, but we're hoping that they're going to be a little more comfortable as far as. Uh, you know, when the moment hits them, uh, that they'll be able to focus on their assignment instead of everything. You know, they kind of get the big wide eyes and they're looking at everything but, you know, what the assignment was. But uh, so we're hoping that that's going to help. Uh, we think we're going to be, uh, you know, fairly strong up front. We got, you know, Mitchell George, who is, uh, you know, he's going to be a junior now who, you know, he's starting to get some looks from, from, from some colleges. And uh, I think that's exciting for him uh, because it lets him know, hey, this is, you know, People, you know, they see this in me. So now I'm going to work and try to exceed that. And then what that does for the teammates and what we found early on is we have guys lining up like defensive line, like, you know, they want to try their skill set against, you know, this, uh, this big time guy. So it's that whole iron sharpens iron uh, mm -hmm. analogy is, uh, is, is, has been happening so far this summer. Uh, but, you know, guys, um, you know, Talon Cannon, Ethan Hetty, Zayden Yagel, Noah Farley, all these guys played last year so we're hoping that uh you know with the year under their belt and again and not you know obviously we still want to get stronger and they still gotta you know be able to dissect and understand what other teams are doing but the the preparation going into the game we think will be uh i mean it should be a lot better but yeah two extremes you know the first year 10 win season and you know we we did have a really really good senior group uh and then last year we you know obviously went one and nine but uh you know also say that you know the, the teams that like the teams in the NBL, as you know, and the guys you're covering, um, you know they're they're pretty good. You know these guys yeah. know what they're doing. Their schemes are unique and different. And every week is a different challenge. And uh, you know, so I mean, we didn't go one nine just because we were bad. We, we were seeing some uh, good competition on a regular basis, and uh, we expect the full. You know, the same thing this year. Our schedule isn't really. You know, we change week two. Uh, we no longer have Barnesville, but. You know, we end up picking Indian Valley, who's a you know, regional playoff, I mean, every year. So, uh, but our schedules, it's tough. Uh, the coaches in the league do it. Um, they do a great job. And, uh, you know, they develop talent uh, and they, you know, they certainly make it difficult on you every Friday night. So, uh, yeah, we were, we struggled last year. But, again, it was not just because, you know, we weren't doing this or we weren't, uh, you know, the teams are, are pretty good, so. I, I got to ask you about having your son, Devin, on your coaching staff, because it's, like, and it's not uncommon that you see like, you know, father son duo coaching partners like in, in high school football. But like for Devin, who is like he's such a young kid who's only he only graduated four years ago. So I guess what's that like with like coaching with him on Friday nights? Um, and then I guess you, like you also have your other son, Nick, on the team who's a junior this year. So I, it's kind of all in the family. So like what's that experience been like for you having your son on your coaching staff and then you're also coaching your other son at the same time? 
It's uh, no, it is unique, and and I'm and I'm thankful that you know I get to, I, I get that experience. But uh, you know the the banter is kind of funny because you know Devin, of course, will you know tell Nick that I'm obviously easier on Nick than I was on Devin. Devin never got any breaks, never cut any slack. But I like to think that I treat them both the same. Um, but it, it is unique, and it's and it's uh, you know last year we had we had a spot available, and uh, you know Devin had done a little uh, coaching. Uh, you know, some varsity baseball down there with Shenandoah and Coach Engel and then with Coach Heller. So, uh, and then he had been around, obviously, our program and knew it in and out. But, um, you know, that was actually the coaching part was a fairly easy transition. All the terminology, all the, uh, you know, the way we structure practice, the way we uh, run drills, the you know, the things that we're asking those positions to do, uh, he had done it that we had, you know, basically installed years ago when Coach Twitty was here. Uh, so that part was, was fairly simple. Now I, I, uh, as far as, you know, coaching Nick, I, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm be honest. I'm sure most coaches who have their kids on the team are, are the same. You know, they are, we expect more, uh, you know, they, they probably get held under the microscope a little bit more than everybody else. Um, and, uh, they understand that comes with territory. I've, I've coached them, uh, in a lot of sports from the time they were little and, uh, you know, essentially, we I hold them, hold them accountable, uh, and I hold them uh, to a to a higher standard than, uh, than you know maybe just the and that's not to say that I don't hold the other guys to a higher standard, but hey, you know uh, he's going to get it when he gets home, which you know I really, you know, as a parent and for all you fellow coaches who are going to have your son uh, at some point, I, if I could give you any advice and. And I, I learned this earlier with Devin and I, and I've really tried to, and I think it helps because um, I have, you know, well, from my opinion, I have a pretty good relationship with my kids is, you know, once you leave the practice field and, you know, at home, you're, you're back to dad. It's, uh, you know, you got to let the, um, you know, the football or the, Hey, what was you doing on this? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we try to keep that uh, at the football facility. And then, you know, when we go home, we just, you know, we try to be normal, uh, you know, just a normal family. Uh, granted, every once in a while football might come up or something might come up, but we really make, or I, I do, I make a concerted effort to, uh, you know, put the put the dad hat on and, um, you know, not so much the coach hat. So, but it is, it is, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, sometimes it's challenging. It's easy. I can get on Devin now a little bit, like as we're watching film or, hey, you know, what's your, you know, looking at your position, like, what are they doing here? You know, what? We got to fix that. So, uh, but yeah, it's unique. And uh, again, I'm, I'm super, super thankful and appreciative that I get that opportunity. So yeah, you got to stay on them. You have to yeah, you have to. Yeah. There's no yeah. slacking. There's no, no not at all. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you about your schedule this year. I, I guess it's kind of over the last couple of years. Cause like when I was growing up, like Cambridge, the team up North was always the last game of the year. It was always yeah. like the way to end the season regardless of how each team was doing, like Absolutely. just such a dramatic way to end the year um, is that rivalry. And now over the last couple of years, it's that game has kind of been inserted. It's been moved to kind of the beginning slash middle of the season, like week four or five. Right. So is there, is there a different energy around the rivalry? Like it being at the beginning of the season versus the end of the season. Cause I mean, at the end of the year, could there could be playoff implications on the line and there's all that emotion. It's an emotional way to end the year versus having such an emotional game at the beginning of your season. Yeah, it, no, it's it was certainly an adjustment, but 
rest assured the uh, the energy level for that game is still, I mean, it's still high. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that as a, you know, as, as two local schools, and, and again, we can, we all say like we hate them or we, but, you know, the rivalry is, it's exciting because both communities and fan bases care so much about it. And whether you play it week one, week 10, I mean, week 10 is what we got used to for so many years. It was always the last game, but, you know, so now it's week three, which is a different because it's still early in the season. Uh, and if you, you know, so two years ago, we won a super exciting game, you know, at our place. And then last year, you know, but it wasn't the end. Like you had, you could still kind of recover, rebound. Uh, and then there was always the potential, hey, well, maybe there could be a post, you know, maybe you'll see them in the playoffs. Well, now we, you know, we drop, we're in division five now this year. So I think they're still in four. Um, but yeah, as far as the timing of the rivalry, I mean, it's still, uh, you know, week three is different. It's not cold, you know, like it's still nice. Uh, you know, the weather's good. You don't have to worry about playing in the cold driving rain, uh, that part. But, you know, so now, you know, as you alluded to our schedule, so you know, outside of Indian Valley, Barnesville, our, our schedule for the most part is the same. But, you know, what we found, like, so our, our week 10 now, like with West Muskegon, in the last few years, uh, you know, and, you know, their program last year, they were, I mean, they were really good. They had physical tough football team and I'm fully anticipating they're going to have the same thing this year. Uh, you know, so now we're kind of building that a new rivalry. So even though it's young, um, you know, it's still week 10, it's always exciting, you know, regardless. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, now that you know, I do like the fact that it's, you know, it's going to, if it's going to be West End week 10, let's keep it there. And then let's, uh, you know, let's start building that, uh, you know, that, that rivalry up. So right. yeah, the schedule itself is, it's tough. Like I said, it's, it's unique and challenging and, um, you know, we, we kind of had an opportunity with week two. Uh, so when we added Indian Valley, you know, so maybe in a couple of years, maybe we'll see somebody different there. And that, because really outside of that, and when the, like the, the big school game, you know, the, the teams you play when it transfers, other than that, you know, our, our schedule pretty much is, 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 is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, well, Steve, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Shot Callers today. This is a special show for me because, I mean, you were, you were my teacher in eighth yeah, grade, so it's pretty cool. It's kind of a cool, like, full circle type moment sort of thing. But I appreciate you, you know, chopping it up about some football, some cult football for about 15, 20 minutes. This is, this is great, man. Yeah, I, well, I, one, I appreciate you uh, having me on. And, two, it's, it's good to see, uh, you know, the kids that you had. I'd like to say not too long ago because I don't feel like I want to age myself. But uh, no, I, it's great to see you doing something you enjoy. I've watched some of your previous episodes. You're doing a great job, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be able to keep uh, some contact throughout the season. So, no, I, I appreciate that, and I, it wasn't that long ago. It feels like <laughs> yesterday to me, man. I mean, it doesn't I feel good. like I've been it doesn't feel like I've been graduated for five years now. Uh, like I just had my, my high, my five-year high school reunion uh, a couple months ago. And I was like, this is just, this isn't real life. Like this doesn't feel real to me, you know? So 30, we got 30 years coming up next year. I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. That seems like a long time, but uh, no, I, it's, uh, it's good to see. You. And uh, like I said, keep up, keep doing the good work. I enjoy right. watching. So. Appreciate it and uh, best of luck this year. And we will definitely be checking in with you, you know, as the season goes on. And yeah, best of luck. All right. Thanks again.